Good evening, good evening, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in tonight to Before the Throne, where we meet the King prayer line. And my name is Apostle Joanne Hall. Thank you all for coming on tonight. I pray that everyone day, night, morning, was well for those when they did when they get a chance to listen to this message. Um, before I go further, I like to go before the throne of God in prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for this precious opportunity to come before your throne once again. I want to thank you, God, for this covering every person under the sound of my voice, covering our minds, our hearts, and our soul and our spirit. I want to thank you, God, for breath, understanding, clarity, wisdom, and insight in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you, God, for peace, guidance, direction, and insight in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask you to forgive me for all my transgressions, sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing things that I have said, done, thought, partaken, engaged, and since before I entered this prayer, before I came on this call. I ask you, Father, to search me, search me, O God, and know my heart. And I ask you to forgive me for anything that I had transpassed against you that did not please you, that did not glorify you, that did not edify who you are and what you stand for in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus to to give me a new heart. Remove the old and a new, not a clean, but a new heart and a right spirit and a renewed mind in the name of Jesus Christ. So that I'll be lined up with your will and your will alone in the name of Jesus. So God, I decrease so you may increase. Let it be all of you and none of me that speaks to your people in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask that you anoint my lips, God. That you anoint my ears, anoint my eyes, so I will hear and see only what you desire me to say to your souls. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for this opportunity, and I thank you for this moment. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, 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 thank you all for coming on once again. Um so um, I went before the Lord, and I, you know, was ministering periodically. I ministered throughout the day, and I was asking God, um, what did he want me to minister to his people tonight? And, you know, sometimes we can have so many things that we want to talk about. But I you know one thing for me, and I can't talk for anyone else, I want to make sure I hear what God wants me to say to his people for the moment because we could have a whole bunch of things and it might not be of God. God is very um, detailed, very significant, the things that he wants to share with his sons and daughters. And we want to make sure that we are in the right timing with God. So um, as I was spending time and meditating, and um, 
seeking the face of God and just um, laying before him um, to see what I can share with the body tonight. Um, one thing God had laid on my heart heavy, um, he'd been ministering to me, and I believe tonight um, this is what he desired me to share with you all. If I had to give a subtitle tonight, the title would be Come, 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 Closer to God. I'll repeat that again. Come, 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 come closer to God. God desires for all his children to come closer to him. Even though we may be going through so many things in our lives right now, the best place to be at this moment is in the presence of God. And we all can agree with that for all the things that's experienced in our lives right now. And coming to the present, coming to God is very essence and vital. So, once again, come, come, come closer to God. Um, if I had to give a subtitle, it would be, Do You Console God About Everything? So, we're going to go a couple of scriptures. Um, he gave me a couple of scriptures. We're going to go through a couple of scriptures. Um, if you want to grab your Bible um, with me, the first scripture we're going to go to tonight is Deuteronomy, which is the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it's verses, verses 4 and 5, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, the translation that I will be coming from. Tonight would be the Amplified Bible Classic, AMPC. And the two verses out of chapter 6 in Deuteronomy is verses 4 and 5. And it goes like this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being, and with all your might. I'm going to repeat that again. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and, and heart and with your entire being and with all your might. Amen. And that is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and, four and 5, Amplified Classic Edition. It's clearly that the God is, is to be whole at the highest place in our heart. And this is why we have to love God with all our heart and mind. So clearly, we have to hold God at the highest place in our heart. Our greatest love and deep affection must be given to him. If we love something more than God, we are saying that thing is better and more valuable than God. I'm going to repeat that again. Our greatest love 
and deepest affection must be given to him, which is God. If we love something more than God, we are saying that thing is better and is more valuable than God. The next scripture we're going to go to tonight is Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33, and I'm coming from the Amplified. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33, Amplified. A.M.P. And it says, Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, creating attentively, unease, distracted, saying, What are we going to what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the, for the pagans, Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but, don't, but do not worry. For your heavenly Father knows that you need needs them. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his ways of doing and being right, the attitude and the character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. Repeat that again. Um, Matthew 6, Amplified Translation, verses 31 to 33. And it says, Therefore, do not worry or be anxious or pretendly. Pretendly, I apologize for pronouncing that word wrong. Unease, distracted, saying, What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But don't worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first, and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness and his ways of doing and being right, the attitude and the character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Amen? And, you know, Matthew 6, 31 through 33 and 5. And this verse tells us that we are to seek God first and trust him into providing all our needs. Not some of our needs, not few our needs, all our needs. We need to seek God first. It's easy to become so preoccupied with meeting our own needs that we neglect our most important need, which is God. God should be the first thing, not the second, not the third, not the last, but the first, first, first thing. 
If we see God above everything else, he will meet every he will meet every other need that we have. I'm gonna repeat that again. If we see God above everything else, he will meet every our every other need that we have. God knows you better than you know yourself, because quiet scared, we still don't know ourselves. I don't care if you 26, 39, 56, 67, 75, you still don't know you. God created us. So he knows you better than you know yourself. So you cannot out-know God. Amen? And it's best to go to the person that created you, that formed you. He knows you in and out. He knows you're good. He knows what you don't know. He can explain you better than you can explain yourself because we're still learning ourselves day by day. So it's best to go to the main source, which is God. If we see God above everything else, he will meet every other need that we have. Seeking God's face is a desire to know his characteristics and to want him is to seek his presence more than anything else. So we should, you know, getting up in the morning, I talk about this all the time to people, and I believe I have spoke about it on the line. When we first get in the morning, that's the first thing. We should praise God because we got another opportunity to be in the land of the living. Because someone may have went to bed but did not get up. Someone got up but they cannot talk or they cannot do the different forms of their body. But you got the opportunity to get up. You should praise God. You should exalt him for just another opportunity to be living in the land of the living. So we should give God glory and always seeking to be in his presence. When we seek his presence, it's like he is he's refusing us. Just like when we go to the gas station and you need gas for your car. If the tank is empty, you cannot drive the vehicle. You cannot maneuver. If your if your phone is dead, you can't not have no source. It's like a it's like a source of energy. And going seeking the face of God is like a plug in to charge us up for our day to day activity. Everything that we need, we should be seeking the Father. It's very, very, very essence to console God about everything. Not some things, not little things, but everything. Even things that you may think, oh, it's common sense. Um, common sense is not God's sense. You still want to seek God like little children. We need to know how to honor the feet of Jesus. We need to go into him about every detail, what to wear, what to eat, where to go, who to talk to, what to listen to, where we're going. Everything, everything you could think of, we should seek Jesus. There's nothing we should say we don't need Jesus for. Jesus is important. This is why we live and breathe and be, because Jesus is the reason. Without Jesus, there's no reason for us to live. Because quiet is kept. Our families, our children, our cars, our vehicles, our credit scores, all these things will perish. And they will leave at some time and point. 
And the only thing that will remain is God. And you need to have him as essence in your life. Nothing should compare to Jesus. If, if other things come before Jesus, that means that you became an idol to those things. And now you need to rearrange putting God back to the place where he belongs. Because people, places, and things will perish, and they will disappoint you at a time. But the only thing that will remain is God. Amen. So seeking his face is important. Making it a, 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 a habit. Oh, I don't got time. I got to go to work. Set up your alarm early. Don't give him a microwave quick prayer. No. Get up and set the time. If you know you got to be at work at 8 o'clock and you know you got to leave at 7, you get up at 6, 5.45, 5.30. Give him what you deserve because when you get your paycheck and somebody shorts you on a, $100, you type, don't short Jesus. Give him the full flex. You know he needs you his, his time? Make it essence. Don't make him only 25% or 10 cents, 10, 10%, and then now you need him to do something. That's selfish. You're talking to your father. You're talking to the person that keeps you functioning and breathing on a day-to-day basis. That's an insult to give God only 5% of your time, but then you need him to work the situation out. Before you go to bed, make time for Jesus. Not turn on the TV, not looking at social media, but take that time and you decompress yourself and you're in the presence of God. And that goes for any situation. You being married, you being single, you a widow, you, you, you don't have no, you, 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 you're in a sort of relationship, you're a young adult, whatever level you at, make it time for Jesus for everybody. Nobody's exempt. Make it time for Jesus. There shouldn't be no excuse. Your priority shouldn't be too much more than God. That means that you that means that you put other things before Jesus. That's a problem right there. And now you need to rearrange your schedule to where God should be the first, mm-hmm, and God should be the last mm-hmm, before you close your eyes. Because when you alter God, the first thing you put God first, he will be able to alter your steps. This is why we need to seek the faith of God about everything, about every decision, about every choice. And this is why it's essence for us to seek the faith of God. So we can learn, we can hear, so the, whole, so the Lord can speak to us. He can share his heart. He can tell you different things. Seeking the face of God is a desire. It's a desire. You must trust him. You must walk in love. Our hearts need to be in the right posture. We need to also learn how to wait for him, also believe in him. This is, this is why it's essence for you to console God. The next scripture we go into is Matthew 13, verse 44 through 46 in the Amplified. Matthew 13, 
verse 44 to 46 to the Amplified. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a very precious treasure hidden in a field, which a man finds and hides again, hid again, apologize. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field, securing the treasure for himself. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchandise in search of a fine pearl, and upon finding a single pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. And that is Matthew 13, Amplified Translation, verses 44 to 46. It is deeply to insult, consult, to and so to console God and to devalue him, devalue him, we give our affection to the things we think are more important. So when we read that text, talk about the treasure and the hidden things, putting like, you know, football team, spending, watching games, wearing clothes, like going shopping, valuing our careers, doing different things that kind of like you put in more precedence than God. We must, we, when we make something a high priority than God, we are declaring that is more deserving of our, more deserving of our than God. So pretty much we make them become like an idol. That's pretty much what Matthew 13, 44 and 46. 46. When we start to make these things like important, like our families, more like we kind of like put them in a like in a category, doing different things, and we don't spend time. It's like we kind of like switch God from the, that place, and we put the people in that place. So we we make something higher priority than God. We are declaring that it is more deserving of our than God, and that's not good. And we got to be careful. As human beings, we got to be careful to pay attention to those things because God requires our time. He don't have a problem. We make time for him, and we take care of those things, and then everything else comes afterwards. But he got to be the priming thing for us. Um, the next scripture we're going to is Proverbs 19 and 21, and that's the King James. Proverbs 19 and 21. And I'm going to be reading that verse from the King James translation. Um, and then... Oh, oh. And it says, there are many, there are many um, devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord 
that shall stand. Okay? Repeat it again. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Okay? Um, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures um, in Proverbs um, 19.21 is really what I want to home in because I'm going to have some reference scriptures. So I ask you all to bear with me because that's how God gave it to me. Um, the next scripture we're going to look at is Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1, and that's going to come from the Amplified Classic. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. Okay, it's a part of classic. All these scriptures are going to be coming from the Amplified Classic that I'm going to be giving afterwards. Okay, and it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son make a father glad, but a foolish, stubborn son who refused to learn is a grief to his mother. And that's Proverbs 1, Proverbs 10, I mean. Verse 1. The next one is, um, so, and this is all connected to Proverbs 19 and 21. So Proverbs 10 and 1 is understand the importance of sensitivity planning, how to work out a design. So that's a backdrop of King Solomon was doing the temple. And he, it says, and he works out a design to build the temple for the Lord. He arranged the building of an impressive house for himself, and he laid the garden and the saturated. And that's in and that's the next scripture we're going to. First Kings chapter three, verse one, AMP classic. No amplify, I should say. I apologize. First Kings chapter three. And that's the that's the AMP classic. And it says, now Solomon became, became a son-in-law to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, a former alliance by taking Pharaoh's daughter in marriage. He brought her to the city of David, where, he, where she remained temporary until he had finished building his own home, palace, and the house of the Lord, and the walls around Jerusalem. And that's what's coming from, that was coming from First King, chapter 3. That's the next scripture. All these scriptures are connected to Proverbs 19 and 21. They are reference scriptures. He recognized the wisdom of counsel with others to make the best decision. The next scripture we're going to look at is Proverbs 11, verse 14. Proverbs 11. Verse 14, and this is coming from the Amplified Classic. The Amplified, I should say, not the Classic. I apologize, everyone. And it's Proverbs 11, verse 14. It says, where there is no wisdom, 
no, where there is no wise intelligence guiding the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counsel, there is victory. I'm going to look at the classic one for that verse again. Verse 14. Thank you, Lord. I like the AMP classic better. This is Proverbs 11 and 14. It says, where no, where no wise guidance is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. That is Proverbs 14, Proverbs 11, verse 14, AMP Classic. The next one is Proverbs 12, verse 15, AMP Classic. Proverbs 12, verse 15, AMP Classic. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who listens to the counsel is wise. I'm repeat that again. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens to counsel is wise. And that is Proverbs 12 and 15. The next one is Proverbs 20, verse 18, AMP Classic. Proverbs 20. Verse 18, A&P Classic, and it says, Purpose and plans are established by counsel, and only with good advice make or carry on war. Repeat that again. Purpose and plans are established by counsel, and only with good advice make or carry on war. That is Proverbs 20 and 18. It says, and he knew the value of digitally making plans. The next one we're going to end, um, Proverbs 14, verse 15. Proverbs 14, verse 15, A and B classic. The simpleton. Believer believes every word he hears, but the prudent man looks and consider well where is where he is going. And that is Proverbs fourteen, verse fifteen, AP Classic. And the next one is Proverbs eighteen, verse thirteen, and it says. Proverbs 18 and 13. He who answer a matter before hearing, before he hears the fact, is folly and shame to him. And then the last scripture, not the last scripture, I apologize, um, is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. I'm hoping everybody take it down because the hostess will not be repeating these scriptures. Thank you. Um, it says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. 
In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct, make straight, and plain your path. That is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, A&P Classic. And it was saying that they started with seeking God's will and He and his direction. However, Solomon was wise and enough to know that human plans are never guaranteed to work out. He observed here that only God intent and, and destined to succeed success. So pretty much he he needed to consult God before he did anything. And this is why I gave you the scriptures of Proverbs. He knew how to consult God. He didn't just go jumping and starting things. And um, um, James 4, 4, verse 15, and it's Ampy Classic. It says, you got to, James 4, Ampy Classic, verse 15, you got instead to say, if the Lord is willing, we shall live and we shall do this or do that. So, you know, we have a tendency, we, we like to plan things ahead and, and do things and we then console God. Just because it may be a good idea, is it a God idea? We still got to console God about everything. Every situation, every matter, every decision, we need to wait for God to approve it. We should just, because, just because you're older, doesn't mean that you don't console God. If you say you're a believer, if you say Jesus is your Lord and Savior in your life, you need to console God first. And, and, and we need to be patient and wait for God. If God didn't answer you, don't move. If God didn't give you the okay, don't go. If God didn't say, oh, um, um, accept it, don't accept it. If God didn't say, um, be, um, be involved, don't do it. Because God is a reassurance. He's going to have your back. If, if, you're going, if you don't go put some God and you make, you make a decision, who's going to have your back? You went out there by yourself, and, you, you know, and now you're saying, oh, I don't know how to get through my, my stuff. Now you want to ask everybody, oh, come on, come on, pray with me, come on, and pray with me. After you finish doing it, you didn't console God. You know, or oh, 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 even a little better, slap Jesus' name on it and say, oh, I didn't say God. And God didn't tell you that. If God didn't tell you to do something, don't do it because it's going to prove that God was involved in it. And if God is not involved in it, he's not going to come in agreement with it. Come on now. Come on now. It's tight, but it's right. We got to learn how to wait on him. We got to learn how to console God about everything. We need to get, we need to get wisdom from above, not just belief. We need to seek the Lord about it. Proverbs 20, 27 and 1, it says, Do not boast of yourself, A&P Classic. Do not boast of yourself. Do not boast of, boast of yourself and, and tomorrow, for you, know, for you know not what 
a day may bring forth. We'll repeat that again. Proverbs 27 and 1, AMP Classic. Do not boast of yourself in tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth. We're not, we don't, we're not guaranteed. We're not guaranteed to say, oh, we know what tomorrow is going to do. We don't know if, if it's the Lord will. You know what I mean? We, we, we can't say what's going to take place. We just, we, we, like, like I said earlier, we get up in the morning, thank you, Lord, because someone's not guaranteed if they're going to see tomorrow. So when we get a chance, we should say, thank you, Lord, throughout the day. Thank you, Lord, when he brings you back home. Thank you, Lord, when your kids. Thank you, Lord, when your spouse or your family member. Thank you, Lord, because it's not a guarantee that if they're going to come back home. Not only praise God when you get a paycheck or when different things take place, but thank you, Lord, for the fact that you have somewhere to rest. You have legs. You have, you could breathe. You could move. Your mind is still regulated. Thank you, Lord, because it's not a guarantee. We live in day by day, moment by moment, hour by hour, second by second. So every hour, that's a thank you, Lord. And I, and I heard the woman of God when she was open up in prayer, we should always have something to say, testify. It's not just, oh, I got this, I got that. We should think, testify God just the fact that he allowed us to get through the day. Because someone did not make it this hour, but we did. Thank you, Lord. So I, so I want to encourage us, you know, I want to, I want to I like to leave a charge with you all. And, the, and this is the charge that I want to leave with you guys. Do, um, do you all first, um, um, the first charge is seek God first. Seek God first. That's the first charge. Seek God first. About what? Everything. There's nothing too small that you cannot consult God about. Seek God first. Seek second charge. Seek God first with decisions that you have to make for the day. Third charge. Seek God and wait. And I'll say it again. And I, and I use my example because I like to be um, um, vulnerable with, with the people that I, t- I, t- I talk to. When I was working a job and I had to work, I had to be at my job at 8 o'clock. And I lived 20 minutes from my job. I got up in the morning with my family, my children and my husband at all, 5 o'clock in the morning. And my kids would tell you, they will tell you, and we had to be downstairs at the table by 6 o'clock. We all had our Bibles out, read the Word, and we all had to pray before we left the house. And I had to be at work. Yes, it was a sacrifice, but God came first. I had to be at my job at 8 o'clock, and I got there before 8 o'clock. And I had not just only seek out myself before I got with my family, then I had to seek God for my my job, my employees, um, before they came into the job and set the atmosphere. And I did that for so many years. And I'm going to tell you right now, God met us in so many times because I see God first. I didn't do no decisions. I didn't make no choices. I didn't care what the, 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 the idea was, the, the decision was. It could look good. 
I said, I need to talk to God first. And then people was rushing me and, oh, we can do that. This is, I thought, I got to talk to God first. And I waited to hear from God. I, did, I didn't care how good it looks. I waited to hear. I didn't hear God. I did not move. I did not move. I don't care what it looks like, what it looks opportunity. I waited on God. Because God will have your back. If he says it, he got you. He got you. And I'm going to tell you right now, man and woman of God, under the sound of my voice, I am a product of that. You have to console God about everything. Because when we don't do that, we put ourselves in predicaments, and now we have to penalize, not for yourself, but for everybody that's connected with you. And this is why we have to come together and pray in agreement about our decisions that we believe in God for. So I just want to encourage us, seek God, seek God, seek God, seek God. What? Seek God about everything. That's the charge that I'm leaving for every person that listens to this message tonight under the sound of my voice. It's imperative that we consult a God, consult God about everything before we make decisions. Because God's time is better than our time. He sees further than what we can see. If he says no right now, there's a reason. And we need to take heed to his command. If we say we trust God. If we say he's our Lord and Savior. Because God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. So when, he, when we come to him and about something, we have to wait on him. We have to trust him at his word and his command. Because he's going to work it out for us. Because his ways are better than our ways. His thoughts are better than our thoughts. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And we have to learn to wait on God. So I want to encourage every person on the side of my voice. This is, this, we have to come, come, come closer to God. It's important right now that we take time and seek God about everything. I say it again. Remember to control God about everything. Thank you all for your time, for coming on to Before the Throne. And this is Apostle Joanne Hall. God bless.